0: When you're in that scorekeeping paradigm, you know, that just perpetuates both a faulty 50-50, you know, it's me versus you mentality. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one, partner family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome everybody to this episode on fairness in relationships. Yeah, is your relationship fair? Yeah, should it be fair? I'm going to do a monologue and explore some of these issues uh, around fairness versus equality versus balance, Uh, talk about, you know, getting past keeping score. I also explore why fairness feels so important to us. You know, I'm an advocate of keeping relationships in balance, but the whole concept of fairness can be, hmm problematic, especially when we begin to keep score. So I know that we all at times want things to feel fair. Hell, I'm feeling that right now. I'm feeling some of that vulnerability. My 24 year old son spent the summer here with us. He spent two months here from living in Netherlands and going to school university there and living with his wonderful girlfriend Emma and he just went back a couple of days ago and I'm feeling the unfairness about I don't know when I'm going to see him again I have a American passport right now I cannot travel to his country and the Netherlands on the U.S. passport it is open right now for him to travel with uh, being a dual citizen but as we know there's a lot going on in the world and and things can change so i'm feeling some of that unfairness come up around that and some of the vulnerability about not being so much in control but i will tell you this that i know that if i foster it and think about it a lot i start to feel some resentment and some negative vibrations around that more of a black and white type attitude And I don't want to see things that way. I want to put out the positive projections and visualizations that I am going to see him soon. I'm going to be able to see him when I want to see him and focus more on trust. Like John Lennon's quote, everything is going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, then it's not the end. Mm. So I want to give a little shout out to you My Xander, thank you so much for spending the time this summer and uh, all the inspiration and the love that we, the three of us, shared. So I'm going to just choose to stay with that love. Mm -hmm. So I hope you enjoy this episode on fairness in relationships. Yeah, let's talk about it. It's not fair. Yep, I hear that a lot. It's not fair. (laughs) That's right. Life is not fair. But should relationships be fair? Yeah, let's explore fairness in relationships. Well, I'll just put this one out here. I'm going to just tell you what I see and what I experience in my days and and in my relationships. Because in this day and age, man, people want equal relationships. I hear it. We want it to be treated fairly. We want to share responsibilities for our relationship. But an equitable mm, 50-50 relationship uh, does not mean each partner actually gives 50% of themselves. I think, in fact, that this type of thinking and division, it can be damaging to a relationship. Because just think about it. A 50-50 split means that each person contributes or gives the exact same amount of themselves. That doesn't make any sense, does it? And I think I'm hearing many of you saying, yes, yes, that's what I want. I don't think you want that. See, because then that means that partners base their giving on the sameness and that equality rather than the needs of the relationship. The needs of the relationship are so important. I have talked about this before, but in a relationship, there's one person, there's the other person, and then there's another entity, and that's the relationship. Because if we don't treat the relationship as an entity that each of us can give as much as we want, as we're willing, what our strengths are, when it's needed, the support, maybe one person is down and out, they're struggling, the other person isn't going to just give their 50%. Hopefully not. They're going to give as much as they can to the relationship because the other person is maybe not able or willing at that time to give what they can give. That's love. Love is not equality. Love is also not transactional. There's many people that are in a transactional relationship, right? Transactional relationship is about scorekeeping. I'll do this, you do that. If I'll do this, then I want you to do that. And when people are keeping score, it's not loving. Many relationships that I think are on the demise or broken up, broken up just for that reason around how they maintain the scorekeeping and this transactional relationship instead of being relational, right? Focusing on the needs of the relationship. So I'm gonna say it, I think we need to get past fairness and past equality and give what we can, when we can. If both people are doing that, they're really journeying together. Because the bottom line is that it is actually impossible to measure the things that each person offers in a relationship. However, let me just say this. However, taking some time to be honest with yourself and your partner about your actual needs and capacities will really help you work as a team. You know, that's where you make room for each other. You make room for the differences. You manage those differences And where each of your strengths can thrive and they can shine. And I think we have this thing about fairness a lot of us do based on us growing up. Especially if you have siblings. There's a thing about siblings where the things are fair. Did you get this food or did you get this toy? It's not fair that one of us gets to stay up later and the other one doesn't. It's conditioned from right in the beginning. And what happens with that kind of fairness? Usually they're pitted against each other. It's not about feeling out the other one's needs and what they want. And maybe, oh, it would be great if a sibling said, oh, you want to stay up later because you know what your needs are and you know how to take care of yourself. And we don't do that early on in our relationships. We don't have that trust in each other. It's about fairness. I have a good friend that is a twin. Those of you that are twins may have known this and other people do this too, but he would tell me how everything had to be fair. For instance, whenever they would eat a piece of cake, you know, when they had to split it, one would cut the cake and of course the other one would choose which piece because it had to be fair. So I think fairness is ingrained in us. It's ingrained in our supposed legal system and judicial system of fairness. And we sure know that through that, it isn't fair. We strive for it, but it isn't fair. So I would say that you strive for just something that is more doable. And I know it's a nuance what I'm going to tell you, but I think you just strive for balance. Balance in the relationship where it feels good. Some of you might say, well, I need it to feel fair. But feel the difference. Feel the difference when you say, I need to feel some balance, as opposed to I need it to feel fair. I know when I say I need it to feel fair, there's a little bit of defending and staking my, a little bit of my righteousness in the ground. And balance ways. I know for me, when I was doing my yoga practice regularly, I could stick that tree pose, standing on one leg and I was balanced, almost even more balanced than walking on and standing on two feet. So that analogy is there's just balance is different for everybody. Everybody's balance has strength in different ways. You've got to find your relationship strength, your relationship balance. And most couples look into the areas of their lives like around work and earnings or housework, child-rearing. These are areas that people are looking to try to find that balance, their sexual relationship, even their emotional contributions, like keeping connections or the sharing and supporting of feelings. These are the areas, usually in a couple's relationship, where we want to find balance. So, of course, what that means, you've got to have good connection, good communication to be able to talk about that to be able to express your desires, your needs, your preferences, so that you could be understood, that you can bring your partner towards you instead of pushing them away. All right, one way to push them away is say, hey, I did this, I cooked last night, and you promised to do the dishes, and you said you were going to do the dishes, and you didn't. It's not fair. When it's said in that tone and in that way and that feeling of fairness, you're going to have separation. But if you're able to say it in the fact of, hey babe, you know I cooked last night and I thought our agreement was that you were going to clean up and I really want you to clean that up. I'm really tired and I don't want to have to do the dishes that you say that you were going to do. So it would feel good if you did what you say that you're going to do. I'd really appreciate that. And I know some of you say, yeah, I've tried that, I've tried that, but you probably have a lot of other stuff in your relationship if you communicate that's pushing the other person away. I don't think that it's consistently said and done in this manner. Hey, but here's another alternative. What about the times where I say, hey, babe, you know, I cooked last night and the dishes are in there. There's going to be times that I am going to just go ahead and do the dishes. That's right. I'm not going to gripe about it because I'm going to just do them because I want them done. And most of the time, my wife does what she says that she's going to do. In this instance, somehow she didn't do it. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt sometimes and I'm going to just do it. Do it for the relationship. When she sees me doing it, it feels good and I'm not doing a tit for that. And then she does a lot for me. That's love, folks. All right, we'll get more into that. But I do want to talk about the part to really allow each other's strengths to be brought up in the relationship. You know, to get away from fairness, one of you might have a real good talent in one area with numbers. You might be really good with money. So go ahead and take care of that part of your relationship if your partner's not. One of you must love to cook and are a great cook. Take care of that part of your relationship. Show your strengths. And if both of you are really contributing your strengths, and allowing to bring out that potential of many of those, your relationship is gonna be full of thriving because both of you are wanting to bring those parts to the relationship and not demanding that the other person brings the same equality. I think it's wonderful to complement each other's strengths. I've really learned that in my relationship, I mean, one of my wife's greatest strengths is to be really content and happy. I love that. I love that she brings that to our relationship. Heck, so if she doesn't contribute equally in another area that I contribute, I love that she's bringing that. That sense of herself and happiness and outlook, such a positive outlook on life. That's her strength. How do I put a score sheet on that? Why would I even want to? I also look at it from a sports team standpoint. You know, I told you that I played a lot of baseball in my life. And as a player on a team, man, whoever brought their game on, bring it on. Some players are going to do more and contribute more in the game because they're on. Let them do that. And if you just trust that that was their contribution for the night, a couple of them did really well, others tried and they didn't. And instead of getting on the the ones that didn't do well, it's like good on you that you really contribute to that strength and did what you could for the team. You did it for the team, just like you do it for the relationship. And yeah, as a team, you want to pass it all around. Everybody get a chance and everybody can contribute, but it doesn't always happen every night like that. Everybody's not going to bring in the same game, right? Same thing in your relationship. Every day, you're not always gonna bring in the same game. Some of you are gonna step up more, and that's okay. Especially if it's really honored and appreciated by the other person that they see that contribution. That's where it really thrives. Hey, really take the heart. When I talk about appreciation, this is an area that really helps in this aspect of the relationship. When you really appreciate each other's for your contributions, for your strengths that you're bringing in the relationship, You're not doing the scorekeeping. You're not doing the tit-for-tat. You're deeply appreciated what the other person is doing for the relationships and sometimes just for you. See, what the idea of fairness misses is the fact that any two people in a relationship have very different needs and very different capabilities and very different capacities. For example, I saw a couple years ago that were a really hard working couple, as we say. The wife loved her work, and she worked just so much because it was a creative process in her life that she put a lot of time in, a lot of herself, and she got a lot of benefits and financial success from it. Her husband worked really hard at a job that he didn't like at all, that he was stressed out, his health was going bad, He had a very low libido, and he felt that he had to work so hard to contribute equally financially as his wife was. And as we were working through this, she realized that she didn't want him working that hard to contribute equally. She wanted a vibrant husband. She wanted a vibrant partner who was there physically for her, energetically, sexually. And as they talked that through, and they realized that they had different needs and different capacities, he was able to let go of his striving to contribute as much as she. And she was is equally happy when he really showed up thriving and healthy in the relationship with a lot of energy. So well, let's get back to some of the things that more common and that you have heard it. And maybe even experience it in your own relationship when we're talking about fairness. Like I hear a lot of times, hey, it's not fair that I'm the one who always has to get up in the middle of the night with the kids. Or it's not fair that you get to go out with your friends and I always have to stay home with the kids. Right? Hear that one? What about it's not fair that you are in control when and how we make love. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, it's not fair that I have to work just like you do, but most of the time I do all of the work around the house. Yeah, those sound familiar, don't they? So let me just state this. If you get locked into what is fair in your conflicts, you will not be able to resolve them because you're not getting just to the understanding of it. Because many things often don't seem fair. And they're not. (laughs) So if you are willing to let go of worrying about fairness and focus on what is loving to you and your partner, then you will discover connection. Then you can move to understanding and perhaps transformation and resolutions. Yeah, I know. Is it fair that one person doesn't want to make love and the other person doesn't get to have sex? But if we look at that in the terms of fairness, we lose the point completely at the point that if you love somebody you would not want them to make love if this is not what they want and at times you may love somebody and you may make love out of that love even if you're not feeling sexual but if you look again in, in the terms of fairness you'll get gridlocked and you'll get stuck but if you look at it in the terms of contributing in the kindness and in the focus of love because that is love that that is in action right love is a verb then you will find a way through that challenge and dilemma because you have that intent the intent to want to move in to work this out together in contribution And then again, if you're appreciating all that your partner is bringing into the relationship, you're not going to feel neglected. You're not going to feel that it is in some way unequal because you have in mind in your field, all the contributions that your partner brings into the relationship and what you appreciate. And of course, this goes throughout the board and all kinds of relationships, including of course your work environment. Cause that fairness from growing up and childhood gets taken into to the workplace. It's not fair that Johnny got promoted over me. Instead of some way being really grateful towards Johnny and Goodwill that he is experienced something that's positive. It doesn't have to take it that away from you. You can get yours. You know, that's the thing. It's about also trust, right? It's trusting some of the process that we will also experience and we will receive when we give. I don't know, people, I love karma. I trust in karma. And not just that if there is one cause and the exact effect will come back. If someone does something bad to somebody else, that that it's going to come back to that. I'm not talking about that kind of direct karma, though, you know, that can happen. (laughs) I'm talking about trusting in your karma of what you put out. And if you're putting out positive things and you're contributing that you feel good about it because you want to be a giver, you want to be a lover, you want to understand, you want to contribute, then I think karma says that you're going to keep getting more of that. I see that playing in my relationship with my family, with my wife and my son. I think we're all experiencing that good karma. The things that we put into the relationship, we're getting it so much in return from each other. So I also say that if you feel that you're very attached to fairness, I think it's really important that you take a look at that. You know, Especially if you're telling yourself some of your self-talk is, man, you're an idiot for letting yourself be taken advantage of and and doing way more than the other person is doing. Because if you're telling yourself something like that, then you will continue to be attached to trying to make everything fair. But if you were to look at the things in terms of what is most kind to you, the relationship, your partner, If you can balance those things, not in terms of fairness, but more in terms of the kindness, right? The balance between of the kindness of what you're giving to yourself, what you're giving to the relationship, and the kindness that you're giving to your partner. Remember the kindness that you're also giving to yourself is really important. You have a choice of this. You don't have a choice of what your partner or what the other person does or doesn't do. And again, if you feel that this is out of balance, the way that you communicate and the intention that you communicate it with is so important. I remember some years ago when I was feeling like some of this was out of balance in, in my relationship with my wife around finances, about me bringing in more money in the house than she was. And I just remember really feeling and thinking to myself, honestly, she did not have to work like I was working. She did not have to bring in as much money that I was. I wanted her to just work with me as a team. And I wanted to work with her strengths. So I remember having a conversation somewhat to the effect of telling her, look, honey, I just want you to put focus on it, not just like let it out of your your field that this is Prepo's kingdom, and I don't have to pay attention to it. No, I want you to put some focus on it. Just put some of your strength of uh, attention to it, because I want you to bring. I want you to bring your mojo into it. So I'm fine for you doing it your way. You know what resonates with you, like how you do your vision boards and your collages your artwork around it Maybe you can make a clay artsy money goddess that would be great too. do it from your strength when you go out to nature and you focus and you sing and you put out those vibes in nature and connect that's powerful for you so can you put the focus in doing it your way (laughs) and also folks lo and behold a little bit after that she got some ideas and she started up a upcycled clothes business, a handmade upcycled clothes business and so creative and thriving and people just love her work and her creations, that magic mojo. And I think that if we think of that in terms of that, each, each of us have our own mojo. Encourage your partner to bring in their mojo into the relationship and have the self-love and the self-kindness for you to show up and bring your mojo into the relationship, however you do that. And again, at times, it may be more than your partner. And I would say that's okay. When you work with more of that relational attitude and less of that transactional attitude, then you're gonna have less resentments. You're gonna be thinking about that less in a resentful way. Tone in your in your own self talk, you're gonna feel less taken advantage of in the relationship. There's gonna be way less resentments, as I said. And when it feels imbalanced or a little funky, you'll be able to talk to it. So let's get back to that concept about scorekeeping, because again, I just really believe that when you're in that scorekeeping paradigm, you know that just perpetuates both a faulty you know it's me versus you mentality and it also blocks you from looking at deeper issues like life dreams and unmet needs so I think in order to promote healthy relationships while at the same time moving beyond the scorekeeping you need to be aware of how the focus of fairness shows up in your relationships And here's a dynamic that you really want to get away from, you know, instead of thinking 50-50, it's really good to think 100-100, okay, because, you know, you want to assume that each of you are 100% responsible for your own experience, and when you do that, you will behave in ways that shift the dynamic. So, you know, once you start looking about who's to blame for a certain amount of the problem, you're going to lose ground because a lot of time, what you're arguing about is just so subjective. So if each partner takes 100% responsibility, then the relationship then flows with more goodwill and more kindness. And remember, you don't have anything to lose. If you really like giving, I mean, that's a wonderful experience to have in life, to give, give towards somebody that you really care about and love, Give towards the life that you're loving, that you're leading. Yes, leading, because you're leading by giving yourself to it. Be the partner that you want to be. Be the person that you want to be. And of course, that caveat around boundaries, if you're ending up feeling too taken advantage of and vulnerable, you can always rethink the relationship, readjust it, talk about it see by talking through it if you feel understood, if your partner is coming towards you for that understanding. There is no shame in giving more when you come from a place of that abundant feeling rather than scarcity, as long as you feel that you're not compromising your own self. And I also will say that I think a lot of people feel that when things get unfair, they're not getting what's underneath it. Like how does the conflict that you're having at hand with your partner really relate to your life dreams. Maybe there's a deeper unmet need that affects how you meet each other in in some of those situations that you're trying to work out. Looking at that and looking at your unmet needs and your life dreams can allow for conversations to stop the finger pointing and get to more understanding. So in that sense, it's really a good thing to be curious of your partner's world. You know, we can't see things in just our narrow perspective. We can't make judgments on our partner's feelings until we've tried to understand where they're coming from. And that requires a sense of curiosity and interest. What are they feeling? Why do they see the situation in that way? What does that mean to them? And I think it is really good to be able to support each other's dreams. And yes, there might be a time where you may be focusing on one of the person's dreams more than the other. But don't let that get too lopsided. I think it's really important that the relationship has room for both of your dreams to be actualized. Okay, folks. Well, that was a little exploration I know there's a lot to that, but I just wanted to throw it out a little bit, to mix it up, to give a little bit of my input to instigate some of the curiosity in your relationship, how fairness is showing up, how scorekeeping, how just kindness and love is showing up, and especially feeding that appreciation. It is so, so vital. Yeah. Yeah. Things in life, they're not fair. (laughs) I remember a story comes to mind when I was, I think, about 10 years old. And I loved to just, like, pretend I was in a band and sing, and nobody ever told me I had a good voice. As a matter of fact, it was the, the opposite. And I thought, man, it's not fair that I don't have a good voice, and other people do. And then I remember that my parents told me that I should go to this studio And they took me to the studio where I actually thought it was a singing studio. And I brought my little record box, my Archie Archie song, you know, sugar, sugar. And um, I was in front of this mirror and Mr. Roberts, the instructor, put on one of my songs. And I asked, "Wait, well, where's the microphone? And he kind of looked a little puzzled and he gave me this mic and... I started singing along and and dancing and moving, and he started moving next to me, and it turned out to be a dancing studio, not a singing studio, and I don't know if I was duped about that, but I ended up sticking with it. I ended up being in uh, dance classes for about five years. I really excelled at dance, and, and I loved it, so... Some things that aren't fair kind of turns out pretty pretty okay sometimes. And it actually took me many years to feel comfortable with my voice to sing in front of people. Because again, as an adult, I also thought, man, it's not fair. I wish I had a better voice. Till my, my wife and she loved my voice when I sang for her. And then I took the risk and started singing a little bit on my podcast. And in the last few days... Boy, the song has been coming up for me um, really deeply. It's kind of my uh, mantra right now. Give me love, give me love, give me peace on earth. Give me light, give me life, keep me free from birth. Give me hope, help me cope with this heavy load. Trying to touch and reach you with. Heart and soul. (laughs) Mm, Thank you George Harrison for this beautiful song, Give Me Love. So I'm gonna embrace my voice and I know that I do have a soothing and and healing voice when I talk and I get a lot of that feedback from people so I'm really glad that I'm able to give people that uh, experience. So I've also decided to record guided meditations and visualizations in my voice. I want to help support people in many ways. So I will be offering these guided meditations on various topics like letting go of worry, couples appreciation visualizations, letting go of past relationships, being the partner you want to be. Being the parent you want to be. Increasing your emotional intelligence, just to name a few. So they will be ready for a download off of my website in the month of October. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I really wish that there's more kindness in your lives. More compassion. More understanding. I deeply wish that for all of you. Mm-hmm. Well. well, folks, I hope you make yourselves a beautiful day. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor, Prebo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.